Okay, so I just, dang, I think it's called Sunbird, Songbird. I was like, I have to make a video before I forget the name of it, and I still forgot it. Songbird, I think. Oh my god, let me look it up. Songbird movie. Sorry for all the weird noises I made in the last movie. I was drinking water. I was like, ew, this sounds gross. But yeah, it's, um, whatever. I'm not good at editing, so doing the best I can. Alright, so, Songbird, official trailer. It came out two days ago, and I just saw, it, they didn't say where it was gonna be shown at, though. Like, on Hulu, Netflix, I don't think movie theaters are ever gonna open up again. <laughs> so I'm like, where exactly are they gonna show this, like? Oh, Batman's coming out. Batman looks good. I like the guy they got. Is that the Joker or who? All right, I'm getting distracted. Anyways, Songbird is about like COVID-23 and we're on lockdown. And I said, this is some predictive programming because why is it that they're on lockdown and they got the government coming to people's house and all this other, you know, nonsense to stand the third, as they say. I'm like, yo... This was really telling us the future. This was It was like watching The Simpsons. Y'all remember watching The Simpsons back in the 90s and the 2000s? How it was just telling us everything that was going to happen. And then it happened. So I feel like I have to watch Songbird because that's going to be the news. Because people's like, oh, I'm still scared to go out. I'm not scared to go out because I know for a fact that um, it's nothing to be scared of because I already worked with people who had COVID. And the thing is, is that I worked with elderly people in the nursing home, hands-on, during spring and summertime, which was the height of the pandemic, in the most infected country, in the epicenter, and didn't get sick. And most people who got sick didn't even die. But they want to sit back and act like it's so dangerous. Even Khloe Kardashian got it and couldn't even get treatment. Couldn't even go to the hospital. And she lived. Like, give me a break. It's not even that serious. I know for a fact because I know because I worked with it hands-on firsthand during the whole process. And it's not that deep. But they want to scare everybody, make everybody afraid of their own shadow. And it works. Propaganda always works, but I just think like Songbird, that trailer that I saw, I said, oh my God, this is predictive programming. This is Illuminati confirmed. Like seriously, I used to be obsessed with Illuminati videos and every single thing that they said in those videos came to pass. As far as the gender, people being able to switch their gender, the devil worship, the pedophilia, the viruses being spread to control the population, the propaganda. They kept saying it's a conspiracy theory, but every single thing that they said came true. They even used to have videos, and now you can't find most of them because they've been shadow manned off of YouTube. But they used to have videos where they said the elite sign contracts and they make you do sexually depraved things with 
and with your same sex, with people of different sex, with kids, with animals, all type of stuff. And it was with celebrities, it was with politicians, it was um, royalty, and they was all involved. And I said, this sounds like too much. But then Jeff Epstein, that's literally what Jeff Epstein was doing. And people were like, no, that's not true, that's not possible, that's so crazy, but that's exactly what Jeff Epstein was doing. And it's not even just him, it's other people too that have been exposed, like Harvey Weinstein. He was exposed. Like, you know what I didn't like? During the town hall that Donald Trump did, the journalist was like, why don't you claim that this group is a conspiracy? I can't remember the name of them, but they were saying that the Democrats have devil worshippers and um, pedophiles or whatever. Really, all these politicians and royalty and celebrities do that sort of stuff, but they were singling out the Democrats for whatever reason. But, um, he was like, they don't like pedophiles, and he supports them. And then she was like, why don't you just say this is crazy? And my whole thing is, first off, crazy is not the technical term. It would be mentally ill, or confused, or not alert, alert level one, you know, something like that. Um, misinformed, slanderous, saying something is crazy and he said, it's not true just because you say so. And that's true because it's like, if you're going to say it's crazy and it's not true, what evidence do you have to prove that it's not true? Saying it's crazy is just to dismiss it and try to make people think that, oh, it's no big deal. But what evidence do you have to prove that what they're saying is false? Because actually, there's evidence to prove that it is pedophilia and devil worship because that's what Jeff Epstein was doing and he was in cahoots with um, a lot of politicians including Bill Clinton and he was in, in cahoots with royalty too and different politicians all over the world not just America either so who's to say that um, that is not true do you have any evidence to disprove what they're saying and they never have evidence but they're so quick to want to name call and dismiss it as oh it can't be true it's not verified well can you why don't you verify it then I haven't gotten to it yet why haven't you done any research why didn't you get to it you knew that this was going to be like like that lady from Fox who was talking to Rudolph Giuliani and compared him to somebody who was like a criminal and Rudolph Ch Giuliani said that he was in politics for 50 years and that's defamatory towards his character and that it was verified by the New York Post which is their sister company and she shut up after that she didn't call him any names after that she tried to make nice she was like oh I met you back in the 90s at the MTV Awards and my whole thing was why was Rudolph Giuliani invited to the MTV Awards? MTV, back in the 90s, was as social media is to kids. Okay, MTV was to kids in the 90s as social media is to kids today. Teenagers, that is. Um, and that's logic. For I took logic in college, actually. I took a class on logic, so I actually know, like... Not just logic the way that people say it. Like, oh, it's illogical. Like, no, I actually took a class on it, and it's actually mathematics. So, um, yeah, so 
what I'm saying is the reason why Rudolph Giuliani was at the MTV Awards is because he was considered cool. Why was he considered cool? Because he did such a good job with New York in the 90s. Because New York went bankrupt in the 70s. And New York was really crazy in the 80s. Because in the 70s, there was a heroin epidemic. And they had financial issues in the 80s. There was a crack epidemic. So it was like a hot mess. And then Rudolph Giuliani really cleaned it up. So a lot of people really liked it, him, really liked him because he basically made New York great again. So him and Donald Trump, Donald Trump brought in the money in the private sector in the 80s and Rudolph Giuliani brought law and order in the 90s. So, or maybe the 80s too. I don't know if he was around in the 80s because I'm a 90s person. So I wasn't alive in the 80s, but I know he was definitely in office in the 90s and he was definitely well liked. So the reason why is because he did such a good job. So to act like he's just some quack and he's some crazy person, some quack, some hack, some some conspiracy theorist who's spreading misinformation, it doesn't make sense because he has a 50-year reputation as an attorney. He was the mayor of New York City. He is the president's lawyer. He is somebody who has a good reputation in terms of being alert and oriented even in his elderly years he is very intelligent even Chris Cuomo says that he's one of the most brilliant politicians he ever met but he don't agree with him on Trump but even Chris Cuomo who is a very reputable politician has said that he that Mayor Giuliani former Mayor Giuliani is very intelligent so there's no proof that Mayor former, I call him Mayor Giuliani because he used to be my mayor, so I'm going to just keep calling him that. There's no proof that Mayor Giuliani is a crazy person who would just spread nonsense, and there's no proof that he's a liar. He doesn't have a track record of lying. What he has a track record of is getting results, good results. So when he said that this was Joe Biden's, or son's, um, Hunter Biden's laptop, instead of them checking and verifying that that's what it was which is what the New York Post did which is Fox News sister company they're owned by the same people and the New York Post has a newspaper that's been around for 200 years over 200 years I think like 216 years or something like that but well over 200 years I know for sure and when I was a kid in elementary school in the early 2000s and the 90s um I was in elementary school in the 90s, actually. When I was in elementary school, it was um, taught to us that we were supposed to read the newspaper. And we were taught, me, when I was in school, I was taught to read the New York Post and the Daily News. Because the New York Post was more conservative and the Daily News was more liberal. It was not a tabloid. It was considered actual news the same as when you watch news on television and I would look at it and look at the funnies and look at the cartoons and I'd look at the weather and the horoscope and then I'd see that there was sports in the back and in the front there was the daily news the, like the, the news that happened today it was the same sort of setup as what you watch on television so why is it that now they want to act like the New York Post is not reputable. In New York City schools, we used to be taught to read the New York Post. 
and that that was how you could get your news instead of just watching TV. And it was considered better because watching TV was fine, but you didn't want to only watch TV. They wanted us because we were kids in school to learn how to read. So a good way to learn how to read was to learn how to read the newspaper. And I remember, especially in fifth grade, that was a big thing that my fifth grade teacher really wanted us to do was to read the newspaper. So how are you going to sit here and act like the New York Post is a tabloid? Because when I saw, um, what was it, the 60 Minute interview, they mentioned the New York Post was a tabloid. Like, no, the New York Post is a publisher. It's, it's, publi it's published. It's not social media. It's not Twitter. It's an actual reputable newspaper but it is conservative and so certain things that they say you may not like what they say the same as Fox Fox is biased and conservative so is the New York Post but they still print factual information mixed with their conservative right-leaning opinions but it is not a tabloid it is a full newspaper it has the news what happened to the during the day it has the funnies it has the sports section it has the horoscope it has the columns and they're acting like because newspapers aren't really that popular anymore what they say in them is a, is a bunch of nonsense and that's ridiculous like literally i remember um like reading newspapers and people would be on the bus and on the train reading newspapers like it used to be such a popular thing and now everyone's on their phone and people don't really read newspapers anymore but newspapers are not like completely obsolete yet it still is news that's being put in the newspaper so I didn't really like that at all but they another thing is like things have been reported in the newspaper that like deep throat for example in the 70s that's how Richard Nixon got exposed and ended up resigning due to Watergate um because it was leaked to the newspapers what was going on and so it ended up getting exposed that way also the Tuskegee syphilis experiments was leaked to the newspaper so the newspaper has real legitimate news in it it's not just a bunch of gossip and tabloids that's a magazine those are two different things um so that was really irritating how the media on television now is so ridiculous they just spread propaganda and lies but to bring it back to this movie, a lot of fictional sci-fi like movies will have different predictive programming to tell you. It'll look like, oh, they predicted it when really they didn't predict it. They just merely reported what was going to happen in a fictional way to give you a hint of what was going to happen in the future. Because a part of um, being a Satanist is you have to expose yourself you have to let it be known some way that you're in the occult so what they'll do is they'll um make like movies give you hints to what they're gonna do because those are the people running the media so they'll give you like hints to let you know what's gonna happen in that kind of way rather than telling you straight up so it's like it's kind of like a hint or a clue to what's gonna happen next so that's why they have so many hints. It's kind of like the movie Eyes Wide Shut 
or the Simpsons episode when Homer it becomes like a mason you get to get like a little clue of what's gonna happen when you watch these type of um when you watch this type of of content like these fictional movies they're fiction but it's like realistic fiction a good comparison to, in my opinion would be like if you watch um let's say the pride and the prejudice it's a fictional movie but it's historical realistic fiction so it'll have like fictional characters but they'll be based off of they'll they're characteristics and their lifestyle will be based off of things that really happened in the past versus if you have um how you say it um realistic sci-fi futuristic movies they will be like the future but it'll be a realistic version of the future but because it seems so scary or so um different than how things are now in a negative way people will dismiss it and say oh this can never happen but then when it happens they'll be like oh this is just like that Simpsons episode or oh this is just like that movie that I watched that was fiction but it's realistic fiction so that's predictive programming because it's like they're predicting what's gonna happen um, because they basically know what's gonna happen and and they're programming you to get used to it because you saw it already so it's not so shocking when it really happens but also it's their way um in the occult of letting you know who they are um the people who made the movie you can look back and say oh this person they always make movies and they always know what's going to happen so you can assume oh they must be psychic or you can assume they must have some inside knowledge and that will let you know who's in the know so that's basically what I wanted to talk about. Um, that movie trailer that I saw, I was just like, wow, this quarantine is never going to end, basically. And this disease is not even that dangerous. I know for a fact because I worked with it hands-on. Um, I had to clean these people. I had to do um, care for them, like, every day, like, change them, put them in bed. They would cough on me. I had to help them use the toilet when they had diarrhea, wipe their butt. I had to clean their dead bodies. So I was pretty exposed. I, the job I had, I was in closer contact with residents. And because I was always per diem, I was always substituting for people who had called out or people who quit because they didn't want to work with COVID. And so I got, I got to work pretty hands-on with people who had COVID. And the people who had COVID were basically... Um, sick and a lot of them died but they were really old and they had like a million health issues already so just the flu could have killed them too but they ended up dying of COVID but um after a while that died, that died down because they got herd immunity so it wasn't and they didn't wear masks the old people don't wear masks <laughs> they do not wear masks they don't want to wear them wear masks for what so they got immunity you know and um after a while but at first yeah a lot of people was dying but then after a while people got used to it but they couldn't see their kids or their grandkids or anything they couldn't have guests couldn't have company over um but i never got sick but some of my co-workers got sick a lot of them my co-workers got sick and in two weeks they all came back better um, none of my co-workers died and I worked at two different facilities 
So I have pretty much good experience with COVID. I know how it works. Like I saw it and I know for a fact that it's not that serious. I have some co-workers who got COVID who are like, oh my God, it's so serious. I felt like I was going to die, <laughs> you know, being crybabies. But they were still alive, the same as me and anybody else. But like, I know because um, I had a relative who she had a stroke. And then after she had her stroke, she had the flu and pneumonia. This was years ago. And she was in the hospital sick for like a few weeks. And um, I was so sad over it. It was really sad. But like when she was really sad like when she was really sick i was really scared for her but then a few weeks went by and she got better and she's still alive to this day years later that had to be like maybe hmm, four years ago and this woman was elderly in her 70s so people get sick people get sick and die like it happens but everybody who gets sick doesn't automatically die so it's just a lot of propaganda to scare people. Really, if they were to open things up and just let people live their lives and wear their PPE, most people would get sick and then they get over it. And some people would get sick and die. But for the most part, the average healthy person can walk around and live their life and there's nothing to be afraid of. It's the same as sex, you know? It's like there are so many sexually transmitted diseases, but what, should everybody just stop having sex forever? Should people just do in vitro fertilization because sex is so dangerous? No, you just have to wear your PPE, your personal protective equipment, which is a condom, and your birth control if you don't want to have kids, and your condom if you don't want to get sick, and limit your number of sexual partners as much as you can, and that's it. That's how you prevent the spread of STDs and STIs. It's not, you know, yes, abstinence works, but who, are we really going to tell an entire country never to have sex again? No. So why are we telling entire countries to not interact with each other again? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. My dad was like, oh, well, the difference is HIV is an act. It's not. And so is COVID. If you interact with other people, at some point you're going to get sick. People are disgusting and dirty. Like, there are so many diseases because people eat things they don't have business eating. People don't shower enough. People are sexually promiscuous in ways that aren't healthy. You cannot expect to interact with people and never get sick. You have to get sick. That's why we have an immune system. That's why we have medicine. But to say, oh, everybody just needs to stay home. And if you don't stay home, you're going to die. Staying home causes people to die. And that's why I'm so interested in seeing this movie. Because it's like the neighbor was running in scared, wanting help. And, the late, and the, her boyfriend was like, no, you can't help her. So people are seeing people be kidnapped. It's like 1984, like the book or the movie. 1984 where it's like everybody's isolated everybody's being watched by the government everybody's being controlled by the government out of fear and in the book everybody's was afraid of um the enemy which was like a war it was like an imaginary war that the government was always telling them that they were in but in in birdsong or whatever the name of that movie was movie trailer was 
um, the enemy is a virus. It's not a war. It's a virus. And everybody's supposed to be afraid of the virus because the virus is going to come and get you and kill you. But in reality, the virus is not even that deadly. It's just the propaganda is that scary. But that's why I am not for anybody who's promoting propaganda about the virus because I know the virus very, very well. I've seen it. I spoke to it. I worked with a lot of people who had it. I had patients who had COVID who I had to change and they didn't have on a mask and they were coughed in and I had to change their diaper and I just had to put on my PPE and I was not six feet away from them. I was right next to them and I just had to put on my gown, put on my two gloves, put on my face mask, put on my shield and do what I had to do. And then now I got to change the next person. So I got to wash my hands, change my gloves, and talk to them. And the entire unit has COVID everywhere. Every single person in the unit has COVID. And I had to do that for five months. And there are some people still there now working with them. And what do you think? Like, everybody's just dropping dead. There is no social distancing. I know you can't social distance and take care of somebody you can't so you just wear your PPE and that's the only thing that you can do and uh, and most people aren't hugging and kissing and touching on each other in the street so you don't need to wear a gown and, and gloves you could just wear a face mask and if you want you can wear a face shield and that's it why do you need to be isolated in your room Oh, I can't go to work. I have diabetes. I have co-workers. You think there's no nurses with diabetes? Are you kidding me? I have co-workers with diabetes. And they got sick and then they got better. Like any other. You know, that's life. But it's like, you can't tell anyone anything. But the predictive programming is real. When I saw this ad, I said, oh, i got to make a video about this. So, that's my two cents. And that's that on that.